0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is uh, Sunday, October the 14th, 2012. You guys are listening to episode number 81, and um, as, uh, as you know, it's uh, one of my first late ones ever. And uh, I will tell you why. I will be honest with you. It has been such a fucking insane week, guys. That, put it this way, I was so busy and so much shit went on, which I will catch you guys all up on with this shit, but it was so insane that I literally, when everything was done, I go, holy shit, I need to do my podcast. Because I was so early on it and on it last week, and I've been good with it, and for some reason I, th- I thought th- like the habit would just... I would just be, it it was done, that's why, I was so busy, I thought it was done, and it wasn't, Um, so I apologize about that, Um, I'm gonna make it up to you with this episode, and um, we're gonna go, so like I said, this is episode 81, sit back, relax, and get ready, uh, get ready for for a good one, I got a lot of shit to talk about, and uh, I'm gonna make up, I'm gonna make up for you, for the, uh, make it up to you guys for being late, okay, um, holy shit, where do I begin? Um, I guess I could start with last weekend, and this will probably tell you why I was so tired to start off the week not realizing how much fucking stand-up and traveling and running around in the car I was going to do. Uh, like an idiot, I drove to and from Cincinnati, okay? I, I did the podcast last week, and then I drove right out to Cincinnati. I had the weekend. Out in Cincinnati, uh, opening for Burr Go Bananas Comedy Club. It was awesome. All the shows were packed and sold out. And then, you know, I f- drive home, and then that's where shit got crazy. <laughs> it was uh, supposed to be 10 hours in the car. It ended up being 12, all hours of the night. Exhausted, dangerous, just dumb. Not doing it anymore. Booking flights, and that's it. That's it. I'm telling you, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't be like, oh, you know, I know you need to save money. Book the flight early because it is borderline dangerous. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's backtrack here. Go out to Cincinnati. And the week before was Jacksonville. A lot of shit. A lot of hanging out. A lot of, you know, shows. Then we go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's only Friday, Saturday. We go to the game on Sunday and come home. So get there Friday. Exhausted from driving. Great shows, packed out crowds. Um, funny though, Cincinnati. Cincinnati was not what I expected, and I was pleasantly surprised. Cincinnati was so nice that I could, if I wasn't in show business, I could live there. Um, you know, like the outskirts, like the suburbs, like just where they had the burr was making fun of me because we walked into a Nordstrom's, and it was so nice. I was like, I could live here, and he was just like, just because you're in a nice store, you could live here, but you'd have to see it. We uh, we ate at this old fashioned pancake house. Breakfast was amazing, uh, and then of course Chris Italia, my manager, and all these foodies that I know said apparently if you're in Cincinnati, you have to get you have to get uh, ribs there, and like the best ribs on the planet. They say it's a famous place. Like Bob Hope used to like fly in there or get his ribs flown in or whatever. Or Every time he was out that way, he would go there. But the place is called Montgomery Inn. Okay, so if you know it if you're in Ohio I mean if you're in Cincinnati there's the original one and then there's the one on the river both are amazing We went there we ate the ribs there it lived up to the hype Montgomery Inn excellent ribs great mac and cheese um, the barbecue sauce just had that had that you know kick to it it was awesome so um, the shows were great and um, I really did I figured something out guys. I really did. I figured something out on stage, and I could honestly say, um, I could honestly say that after this trip, after the Cincinnati trip, I truly became a better comedian, and could not realize, could not absolutely couldn't just couldn't realize what I was doing, and I couldn't believe, I should say, the mistake that I was making for all of these years. Okay, which even though I was doing great and even though, you know, I would kill at a show, I was still doing this. Even on my best show, I was still doing this. And I talked to Burr about it and, you know, Matt Arise, a buddy of mine, Joe Matt and even my wife had told me it was one thing I was doing on stage with my pacing. And I worked it out and I figured it out. And holy shit, man, I was so excited about it that I could not believe I just couldn't believe that I, what I was doing. I was stepping over laughs certain times during certain jokes because of the rapid fire style that I would try to do a few jokes in, not realizing what I was doing. So I worked out the pacing of these jokes, and it absolutely changed everything. So uh, definitely a turning point, and it was a great place to do it because it's a packed out, ready to go, sold out, you know, club. It's been there from the you know since the eighties. Comedy purists, just like you know, so. I worked that out. I was really, really happy about that. And we just hung out. We, re- you know, we relaxed. Uh, we hung out after shows, and then we went to the Cincinnati Bengals game. Now, uh, <laughs> this was absolutely hysterical because we go to the Bengals game. It's a one o'clock game. We uh, took a ferry from Kentucky. We went to this radio station tailgate real quick, but we didn't even stay there. We just actually had a drink there. We got on this ferry, which goes from Kentucky right across the river to, um... So we were in Newport, Kentucky, I believe. We parked. We did this quick tailgate. We got on this, like, eight-minute boat ride. Ferry goes across the river right to the stadium. So you walk to the stadium. So we do that. Great seats. Shitty game. Bengals versus Dolphins. And... um, I don't know what the hell got into Burr at this at this game. I really have no idea what, why, or what he was thinking. Um, we had a couple of whiskeys in the morning, so that probably explains it. <laughs> but um, we get to the we get to our seats, and we're so close to the Dolphins bench, like they're right there, like we're five rows. Like the Dolphins guys are just standing right there. You see how big these guys are. I was joking. As uh, so a one of the guys, I'm not kidding, was like almost as big as the yard marker. He was gigantic. There's just this big fat mess on the on the Dolphins, right? NFL players are are it's it's obvious to see why they don't live as long, and I understand that people would say, well, they don't live as long. Because of all the beating that they're taking, yes, their brain is taking a beating, their body, their muscles, their their bones are just, it's not, a human being shouldn't have to take impacts on their body like that, you know, every 30 seconds, you know, for all those weeks in a row, I, I totally get that, okay, and it's not good, and it causes trauma to the head and all that, I totally understand that, but I also think the size of these human beings, like blood needs to, like, in order for a human being to, you know, I mean why do you think Asians live the longest? Asians are like the most the most people, you know, that live to 100. Asians because they're short or they're shorter. You know, your blood pumps uh to your to your to your heart or your heart, you know, pumps the blood through your body and that's if you're fucking Andre, that's why Andre the Giant. I mean, you, you guys you can't just you can't sustain it when you're that big. And these cute football players are just this guy's diet looked like he'd eat a fucking bucket of ribs for breakfast and just, you know, like, I mean, these guys look like they, like, you know, like a gallon of water and like two swallows w- wouldn't even like, like do anything to their thirst. These guys are gigantic. It's amazing. It's hilarious. And we're sitting right there and we're watching these guys. They got these gigantic guts coming out of their fucking over their belt. But they're just, the thing is nobody could understand it because they're so fast and they're so athletic that it, nobody like really understands how, you know, and on TV, you don't really get it. You know, if you ever want to see how big an NFL football player is, if you ever get a chance, if you're ever at a game and your seats are high up, but you really want to see what they look like close to the field, man, just go down there and watch it because it it's, it's insane. Like these guys were gigantic. Right? So we're there and we're kind of looking around and me and Bill are just like, oh my God, look at fucking 98. Look at, look at this guy. Look at 90. Look at 75's, you know, stomach. And like, look, what do you think this guy's diet is? And we're joking. We're having a good time. And we come across the kicker. We see the kicker carpenter. Long hair. He's got like that mullet mustache and shit, right? And Bill starts like fucking around, like just yelling stuff at him. Now, at first it was like funny. But Bill turned into, I'm not kidding, Bill turned into, remember Randy Quaid in Major League 2? They're like, ah, wild thing, get back in there, wild thing. Yeah, you stink, like, I think I loathe you, all that shit, right? He actually turned into that guy to the point where he was yelling at this guy so much during the game that I would turn to the left and just be like, oh my god holy shit, I can't believe he's on on this guy, and there was a Bengals fan looking over at Bill going, yeah, keep going, you could change the outcome of this game if this guy kicks, keep going, keep going, so you see Carpenter come down, and he's you know long hair is coming out of his helmet, and Bill is just relentless on him, it was absolutely hilarious, but it was, I'm not going to lie, I was just like, holy shit, Like this is like, he was just like, hey, Carpenter, get your real estate license, Carpenter. And then, like, there was a time where Carpenter would be just standing there on the bench with his hands on his hips. And Bill would just yell shit like, Hey, Carpenter, get your hands off off your hips. There's children present. And he had everybody in the section laughing. But, like, he was literally that guy who wouldn't stop. And I was like, oh, my God. he's Carpenter, you're a liability. I mean, I'm talking. He was like, it got to the point where every time Carpenter came on the field, he was just, Bill was just looking for him. He was that fan. And it was f- it was funny because the shit he was saying, and there was a, like, and, and this is how cool it was. There was like a three and a half year old boy behind us with his dad, and Bill made sure that he never cursed once. He was just on this guy. He was just on him. So after the weekend of shows, which were great, and thank anybody, uh, you know, I I, I talked to a bunch of cool young comics, you know, up and coming comics out there, younger comics who came out to the shows and uh, said some really nice things about me and my and my act, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate uh, the support, and um, you know, hopefully you guys got to check out the Versey Effect podcast because uh, you know a lot of people that listen, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, um you know you know not just our comedy fans but they also are a lot of young comedians and i get that i get you know comics coming up to me going dude i you know i love the podcast cuz like you know as an up and coming comedian you could really hear like somebody who's trying to climb up the ladder in the business you could you could really hear what what goes on what they're trying to do what they you know just what what their experiences are like and all the different experiences that they get so um you know you guys were awesome out there and i hope you guys are listening to the listening to the podcast um i had a great time out there and we did the shows and we went to the game and we retired and then after the game um we went to go get some ribs at montgomery Inn on the water to have the ribs again so we had the ribs twice. And then I drive Bill to the airport around like 6 or 6.30. He's got an 8 o'clock flight, and then I have to drive home. So I drop him to the airport after the game, after the weekend and shit. We go to the game. We eat ribs. I drop him off at the airport in Cincinnati. Uh, It was on the Kentucky border or whatever. And then I hop on the highway at 6.30 at night, and I don't get out of my car until probably six in the morning, it was fucking brutal, unsafe, stupid, not doing it anymore, not doing it anymore, it's not worth it, you know, it it just, it was one of those things where I didn't want to get killed with the plane ticket only because it was like last minute, for some reason I did not book that flight, and I was like, ah whatever, I'll drive, and the crazy thing is getting there wasn't much, Getting there, I got there in like 10 hours, maybe right yeah, right around 10 hours. I woke up real early in the morning and packed my shit and went. And coming back was a nightmare. It was late. It was dangerous. I'm not fucking doing it again. Those 18-wheelers are the worst. At the point, like the last two hours, I was so delirious that I was, I was just like, this is not, oh my God, it was brutal. Absolutely exhausted. Which leads me. To why this podcast is so late and what happened. Alright. The funny thing is this podcast is... I want you guys to know that I woke up a couple hours... I woke up an hour ago. Okay. I put on... I was watching Sunday Night Football. I was watching the Packers and Texans. Okay. I'm watching the Packers and Texans first series. Closed my eyes. Woke up with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Slept for the whole game woke up and said, oh my god, I still didn't do my podcast, holy shit, my fans deserve better than this, the people who love the show deserve better than this, unacceptable is me just being this tired, and I go, fuck it, instead of going to bed, I'm going to wake up right now, I'm going to talk about I'm going to catch everybody up on it, and I'm going to give these people the best Verzi effect ever, and we didn't even get started yet, fuckers, because I'm waking up now, alright, I'm waking up now, I'm getting pissed, that's how you know. I feel like I'm like on my basketball Monday nights where I'm losing and I don't like to lose. So then I just get pissed and I go give me the ball and I just start knocking shit down all night. That's what I'm about to do for you guys. All right? So buckle up. Don't think we're 15 minutes in and the podcast is sucking and all that shit. No. Absolutely not. getting warmed up here. Keep running on your treadmill, you fat pricks. Speaking of fat pricks, man, I have been totally eating salads at the stand, the comedy club, while all these other fat fucks are shoving, you know, you know, tater tots down their faces. I'm doing good, people. I'm eating, I'm eating um, salad with some grilled chicken on the side, and I'm doing good. I really am. I'm losing weight. So, Rogaine foam is working. My hair is coming back. I'm telling you, I'm going to transform this shit. I'm going to be thin with hair pretty soon. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right, so just want to let you guys know. So oh, I get home, okay, from Cincinnati. I get home Monday morning at 6 a.m. At 8.30, my wife had to go to work. We didn't have a babysitter. I'm on two hours of sleep because by the time I fell asleep, probably took about 20 minutes, a half hour. So I'm on two hours of sleep, and I have my five-month-old daughter and my three-and-a-half-year-old son to watch all day long. And my wife is like, I'm gonna do my best to get home early to help you. My wife usually gets home at six. She got home at like five forty. She didn't fucking help. She tried. I give it to her. Oh, it was, I couldn't have been more tired. So basically, Monday's just Monday's shot. I'm just so tired. Monday's uh, was Columbus Day. I was shot. I had nothing left. So Tuesday, I have them again. But I slept a little a little more. But it was just nice to rest. Okay, Tuesday. So that was all that I had to rest. And all of a sudden, Wednesday shows. Go down to the city, do a show on Wednesday night, and Burr is in town because he's doing some shit. So he shows up to stand-up New York. We both do spots there. Sure enough, my buddy Thomas, Thomas Lewis, shout-out to Thomas. Um, Thomas is an up-and-coming comedian, the guy that I talked about many times on here, um, shooting a documentary with me. Just, uh, you know, great dude. Uh, from the New England area, Thomas automa- just just all of a sudden just shows up. And he's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah," and he did a spot in the city. So now I got I got Burr there, I got Thomas there, James Goff, my buddy James Goff. You guys heard on the podcast before. James, you know he uh, he comes out. So now it's like my like my friends are like showing up to stand up New York. You know I was there. You know going to try some new material, hang out. Next thing you know, of course. Uh, There was playoff baseball on or whatever So we go uh, around the corner to a bar We're hanging out Great time, Wednesday And then I come home Late again, I'm tired You know, just worked Thursday night I go down to the city I'm performing at the stand Everybody shows up at the stand (laughs) So we're all there Um, Lineup was insane lineup was insane at the, it was, like, I was standing there, and it's, it was, like, the lineups are so sick at the stand that, that, like, I'm literally sitting there, and I'm going, alright, this is a regular spot during the week, I should be, like, not looking at this, like, you, like, it, it's one of the things where the, the, the lineups at the stand are so good, for a second, you gotta just be like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with me, like, just go and do what you do, like, that's how, it was, here's what happened, uh, Gino Bisconti was hosting the show, and it was um, Gino, and then uh, and then uh, Marina Franklin was on the show, and then Bill Burr goes up, and then Mike Britt goes up, and I'm next, <laughs> and Burr kills. Mike Britt goes on after him. These guys are like 20-year vets. So Burr goes up, kills. Mike Britt goes up. He kills, and he ended on like this rap thing, and it killed. He got a great, great response, and I'm next, and I'm just going, holy shit, like, this is like a regular weeknight show. This is fucking insane. The place was packed, and I go up there, and I just was like, you know something? You can't... Now, the old me... Don't make this mistake, okay? For you, non, for you non-comedians listening to this show... Okay, if you're not in comedy, a lot of times what happens is if a comedian goes up and kills, does really, really well. Um, it's funny, there's probably an older person going, kill. Why do they say kill? What is he saying, kill? Actually, I probably don't have. There's no way that I have old listeners. I wouldn't imagine I have really old listeners. But if, if you don't know this by now, killing means you do well. If you don't know that, you should probably stop listening to the podcast. Okay? So, the. The mistake a lot of comedians make is when they see somebody kill or somebody that's really aggressive, they try to go and overpower it. They either try to yell over it, they try to sustain it, try to be as loud as the person, more animated, they force shit. It just doesn't really come across. One thing that I've learned, and I've learned it recently, is regardless of what somebody's style is or how they kill, the only thing you could do is stay true to you, stay true to what you believe in and what you do. So I go on stage after Mike... And I just totally, like, I was even joking with the crowd. I was like, yeah, guys, just so you know, I don't rap. And when I said it, I was like, I'm not, I didn't, I, I think thought about it later, and I was like, I hope, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't try and want to sound like a dick like that, because the guy's been doing it 20 years, the guy's great. I wasn't saying it to be disrespectful, I was just saying, like, lower your expectations, like, I'm just going to stand up here and tell jokes. But what I did was, I kind of just stayed true to what I was doing, and I, like, piggybacked into, I piggybacked into, like, a rap joke. ...that I used to do because it was really relevant with what happened and how he ended it. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make is if somebody goes up on stage and you see a bunch of people killed... ...just stay true to what you do, man, and let the crowd come to you. If it has to come down a notch or or if it has to go up because that's what you do, just bring them to you. Let them do it. So we have a great time. I do that. And we're hanging out at the stand Thursday night um, you know, get a couple of drinks afterwards, we're just talking, shooting the shit, and it's just so cool to be sitting at the table there, um, the great people that run the place, and, you know, it, it was awesome, so between stand-up New York on Wednesday, and now the stand on Thursday, so now Friday, and I'm tired, dude, I, I, I've been, it's been so ridiculous that I understood people that you get annoyed with, you know people that you get annoyed with, like, oh my god, I'm so crazy, I can't even think, I don't even know what day it is, and in your mind, you're like, fuck you stupid asshole, like, no one's that busy, you don't forget things, like, you know, just get some sleep, no, I was literally, like, this was the first time, I was like, this is fucking crazy, man, like, I got kids, I'm running around the city, I'm going to Manhattan like every other night now, you know, just driving, you know, days in a row to the city and then coming home and, you know, then going on the road, it's, the shit is insane and you really, and with two babies, it's, it's just relentless, so I, I felt that, I really did feel that shit you know, not to, I wasn't trying to be like some pretentious cunt, so what happened was Friday I have to host both shows at the stand, so I'm, I'm running around all night, on stage all night, but before that, Matt Arise wanted me to kind of be on his live podcast with Nate Borgazzi, very funny comic, um, live at the stand at 6 o'clock, okay, so it was just nuts, and before that, I had so much shit to do with my son. I had to drive upstate, and it, it it was just incredibly. So I get down to the stand late. I'm late for the podcast. I come in during the live podcast. I have to explain t- to them about all the traffic. It made for a good podcast, and it was funny. You could check that out. It's uh, Mattarisa's podcast, Fixing Joe, and I was uh, I was uh, like a co host with him, or you know, I was just kind of sitting in on that. Nate Borgazzi was there. There was live music. These two brothers um, who play music, were, were, got on the show, and, you know, they actually did a Fixing Joe theme, which was great, they, they wrote a Fixing Joe theme song for Joe, for Joe's podcast, and they, they were really, really good, and there were people in the crowd, and it was, it was a fun time, and then by the time that was done, we had about an hour before showtime, and then I hosted both shows at the stand, And again, you know, everybody showed up. And it's just so cool, man. Like the writers from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia showed up. Like industry just shows up to that club. It's sick, man. It's just a great time. The food is great. Like you come to New York City, you got to go to the stand, 20th and 3rd, man. It's ridiculous. So just exhausted. Get home from that night, all hours of the night. And then Saturday, I had to wake up. And I had to do things around the house, and I had to drive down two hours to a gig, Knuckleheads Comedy Club in Tom's River, New Jersey, which I was headlining. They changed the show time from nine to eight, and the thing got canceled. So I drove an hour, I drove an, I drove two hours and fifteen minutes Saturday night, exhausted as exhausted could be, I'm tired as shit, and it got canceled. It's okay, I still got paid, and then I drove back, and that left me for dead today. And I passed out during the Sunday night game. All in a while realizing, holy shit, I did not do my podcast. So, you guys say you deserve better. I say so too. You're probably saying, I don't give a shit, Paul. We're all tired. Okay? You start saying some funny shit. We're all tired. No, you're not. Okay? Okay? I've said this before and I'll say it again if you ever thought you were tired you look yourself in the mirror right now okay you fucking narcissistic asshole yeah you I'm talking to you on the treadmill in the car thinking who you are oh, I know tired I know tired let me tell you something I said it once and I'll say it again okay if you ever thought in this world you were tired and you don't have two babies at home, fuck you. Okay? Just fuck you. You wouldn't know tired. Why are you tired? Why are you tired? Would you walk 18 holes yesterday? Fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm tired. I don't know I'm tired. I only got... I only got seven and a half hours of sleep. I usually get eight. Ugh. No. No, no, no. Tired is re- regular thoughts of suicide. Tired is wanting to just get on a plane by yourself and just go one way for like twenty fucking hours, and have this fantasy. Like when you when you when you don't have to worry about like tired or kids or family shit, like fantasies are like you know going to Vegas partying, probably you know just ridiculous shit, you know, like all this fun stuff fantasizing now for me when I fantasize about shit it's just me with nothing to do for like 10 days and just a gigantic bed and flat screen TV and nothing to do for days. Like that's that's the fantasy. I am fucking exhausted. That's going to be the theme of this considering that I just woke up and I was like I really don't need to do this podcast now. I really I really could do this podcast tomorrow and just put it up on Monday. And I'm like, no, you just woke up. Just do it. Do it tired. Do it honest. And that's what I'm doing. I'm rambling, but I'm tired. But I'm having fun because we haven't really done a sleepy podcast yet. (laughs) That's what this one is. (laughs) You guys should... This is like, you know that chick Delilah? You know that Delilah like, hey, this is Delilah... You're listening to fucking put a shotgun next to your temple radio. Amanda, what's wrong? (laughs) Amanda's like, "Ah, I like this guy, and he just... What great would it be if Delilah's like, well, you know, Amanda, that's really sad and everything, but have you ever maybe come to the conclusion that you're just a cunt? (laughs) (laughs) Like Delilah starts having a meltdown. She has one of those, like, meltdowns, but it's, like, during the job it happens, and she just absolutely tears into people. Well, Amanda, maybe you're not blowing them enough, and maybe you're boring. You ever think of that? Now I'm going to play you a stupid song because you... All right. Anyway, I could have got dirty there, but, you know, there could be women and children listening. So, let's see here. What else did we want to talk about this week? I got a lot of shit I want to talk about sports. I'm going to kind of go off here on sports for a second. Um, because I'm just getting tired. I'm getting tired of fans. I'm just getting tired of fans. Like the fans stink. But before that, I want to say that um, the diet's working, man. I'm like, I'm loving the diet. I'm loving the diet because I feel that... I feel like fat people can learn something. And what I think fat people can learn is that you have to be miserable. This is what I've learned about dieting. You have to embrace misery. I'm going to try to word this properly. Okay. I, I want to make this make as much sense. Off the, I don't want to have to backtrack what I'm about to say here because it's. I'm trying to have this thing come out perfect. All right. You know that whole no pain, no gain shit? Well, it's corny, but it's really true. But I think that a lot of people, I think what they do is they ease into their diet, which is smart. You can't go crazy right up front because then you'll binge. But I think that, I think fat people get content with doing less than they need to and they still think that they're doing well. Like in other words, like they'll eat a fucking Flintstone rack of ribs And then the next time they eat ribs, they'll still cut the, they'll maybe just take like a few ribs out and still eat like that. And go, well, you know, I'm eating less, I'm eating less. Okay, what you really should do is knock the fucking ribs out and, you know, substitute it with like chicken or turkey. And then have a salad and keep making salads come into the shit. And that's what I've been doing. And it's miserable at first, but you have to go through it. And then eventually, now I could actually have a salad for dinner you know some some grilled chicken or whatever but you get, you got to you got to do it gradual but you can't like some people are delusional they're like well you know instead of fucking eight meatballs on that sandwich I'll just have four no you can't do that you can't you just got to you got to be miserable you got to go to bed with your stomach fucking growling you got to you got to go through that for a few days until your body gets used to it and I've done that so now the cool thing is if i eat a little more than i normally eat now my stomach is like no dude tap out and that's why i'm losing weight You know, so, so I've been eating these, I've been eating like these salads with this ginger dressing, and I've just been having grilled chicken on the side, and I'm disciplined to just say, look, don't, don't say, oh, well, since you're doing that, maybe you can throw, you know, I'll treat myself to, treat yourself to a beer, treat yourself to a diet soda or something like that, but don't think, oh, well, instead of three bowls of fucking pasta, I'll have two, that means I'm doing better, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, because your body needs to know that there's, your body needs to know a difference. And I'm trying to do this, I, I gotta be honest, I'm getting close, I'm not a vegetarian or anything, but I'm like really trying to watch the intake of shit. And it's working, it's working, I take, like, I'm showing up places and people are like, oh dude, you're looking good. And I'm like, yes, I know I'm looking good because I'm fucking starving and I'm starving myself and I'm miserable a lot when it comes to food. But I take my shirt off and I feel better. We talked about this before, Pat, uh, you know, fat listeners, and I, I, I call you fat with all love in my heart when I say, you know, you, you know, you're fat and you should be ashamed of yourself. It's not because I, I want to be a jerk. It's because I care, and it's because I've seen what's working. Because I was really, I'm five foot eight, man. If you're 5'8", you can't be around 190, 200 pounds. That was at my highest. I'm trying to get down to like 175 and stay there. 170 would be perfect for me. But I'm really trying to embrace the hunger. That's the slogan. Embrace your hunger. You're hungry? Fuck it. Pick something tiny, real quick snack, slug some water, get your mind off it. Don't do it. Another way to lose weight. Go to a place where fat, disgusting people eat and just stare. It's fucking hilarious. Do that. I'm not kidding. That's what you need to do. Show up hungry. This is what you do. Your stomach's growling. You're hungry. You need to have lunch. Get in the car and go to some place where just fucking monsters go to. Okay, just go to a place where... It's the most depressing and disgusting display of eating. And I'm not talking Applebee's. I mean, Applebee's is gross. I'm talking go someplace where, like, the only thing you could eat is, like, like a whole deep dish pizza. You can't get a slice. It's just disgusting. You know, where fat families go and they have a great time, buffets, things like that. Go there hungry and sit down and just order a soda or, like, a water with lemon or a tea and just look around. And just watch the fucking barbecue sauce on the people's cheeks and face and see them laughing with their fucking titties and their stomachs jiggling up and down, knowing what the hell's going in, knowing that inside their system is just a bunch of misery and horror. Just shooting the shit out of their metabolism. Just go and watch and go, oh my God, dude, I'm not doing this to my system even a burger king go to like a burger king go go drive past a burger king or mcdonald's that's packed and just sit there and watch fat people just shove in like big macs down their heads and and just look around and feel like what they're going to feel like when that actually digests in their system oh my god speaking of speaking of like barbecue sauce on people's faces this was so funny after the football game me and Burgo, go to in cincinnati We go to Montgomery Inn to get these famous ribs because we had them earlier in the weekend and we loved them. So we go back right before like Bill goes to the airport and I drive home. And the waiter comes over and goes, can I get you guys anything? And uh, we were like, oh, get the drinks. He's like, oh, you just want the drinks and then I'll come back with the drinks. And Bill's like, no, I think we got our order. So we got our order and you could order either a regular rack of ribs or the big rack. I ordered just the regular rack which is just like six little ribs and a side and Bill's like, "No, you know what? I'm hungry. I think uh, I think I'm going to go for the full rack." And they come back and they give they come back and mine's like a normal order and Bill just gets this fucking Flintstone rack of ribs on this huge plate. And uh, Bill says to me, "Dude, look. The good thing is, man, when you're done if you want any, there's going to be plenty. I have ribs here." I wasn't even halfway done my six and he was more than halfway done his fucking dozen or 13 and he was just into him and it was so funny because this just red barbecue sauce he got so into it this red barbecue sauce on his fucking nose <laughs> he had red barbecue sauce on his red beard and on his face like you would have thought he was in fucking prison for 9 years he was eating like a caged like a, like a caged animal just got let loose it was hysterical And uh, again, I had a little mac and cheese with that, sat in my stomach, gross. Don't do it. So I guess the point I was trying to make before, okay, if you're a heavy person, okay, if you're fat, don't be like, well, you know, I'm not going to get, I'm just going to do half that. No, 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 because your body is like, your body is still loving the grease and the fat, even though it's only half of it. So just substitute the real nasty shit with, with other good shit. And, and another thing, you want to lose weight and start looking good. I don't care what shit what anybody says, it takes at least a year. So get ready for that. You got to chip away at it. Chip away. Add more salads. Cut portions back. Don't eat shitty stuff like a lot during a week, all that stuff. I'm trying to help, man, because the diet's working for me. Every time I'm showing up to places, now everybody for the past. And months and months, man, you look good, you look good, you're looking good. Yes, because I'm working at it and it takes a long time and it's not some of this fatty bullshit, you know. Oh, South Beach diet, no carbs, that's all bullshit. Because when you go back to it, it's just ridiculous. I'm telling you, drive to a place where monsters are eating like there's no tomorrow. And look around and think about what they're going to feel like. And then get up with a smile on your face. Look at them in shame and go buy yourself a salad and read the paper. It's fucking epic. So uh, I got that going on. Now, I'm not gonna lie, man, this rogue and if you're bald, see this is all this is gonna be a helpful this is gonna be a helpful fucking podcast. If you're bald out there, you know who you are, okay? And stop saying No, I like it. I shave my head, I picked my head, I like it. I like it. You know, the funny thing is though, I actually always had a very very short haircut from like right out of high school. You know, even in college I had short hair and you know and, and I always shaved it and I always liked the big look. I always liked the shaved look or like the really short look. But see with me, I wasn't sick of I wasn't like upset about being bald. Like, you know, they were like, oh, get your confidence back. It was never like that with me. But having short hair, like, I had confidence. With me is when I just got lazy and I just let my hair grow in, I realized I just got sick of the look. Like, I just got, like, I was fucking shaved head for, like, 15 years. I just got sick of the look. So then I was like, let me see what I could grow in. And I grew in a lot more hair than I thought that I could. And then any part of my head that was like thinning, I was like, well, let me just try this Rogaine foam shit because I'm not going to let them cut my head open and do that transplant shit. You know, they have new shit now that's really cool where like they just like they, they can, they don't cut your head open. Like, I mean, the way that they were doing it before, like what celebrities were doing is they literally just take a scalpel and they take a hunk out of the back of your head. They take the hairs out and then they stick them on the top. That's what they do. And then you heal up and they staple the back of your head shut. But that's like some fucking Frankenstein shit. The only thing missing there is putting bolts in your fucking neck. Like, I'm not doing that. So I was like, let me try this Rogaine foam. You just rub this foam shit in your head for like 10 seconds a day, twice a day. And it actually stopped the hair loss and started bringing some hair in. And, it, and it's awesome. So try that Rogaine foam. The only side effect is that it well, could slightly, slightly lower your blood pressure. Talk to my doctor. It's totally fine. It's better than taking any kind of pill. Don't do that. You know. Cause you know, cause yeah, I mean, you take a pill. They say that Propecia shit works for like you could take two years to work. You know, but you don't. You never know what the side effects is, You know, got a full head of hair. Your fucking dick is like a wet noodle, man. I'm not doing that. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> uh So I guess the moral of the story is I'm 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 gonna get thin and get hair. I'm gonna get thin and get hair. I'm gonna try to. I think. So. Take my lead, Verzi effectors if you're listening. It's got to absolutely suck if you're a female losing your hair. That's I was I was in Target getting some shit the other day. I was getting some um shampoo. And I heard these two women talking. And this woman's like, "Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to stop using the Rogaine." And right when she said that, I just looked over and I was just like, "Ugh." That's just, like, any time you hear a woman say that, it's just... She's like, yeah, I think it's making it worse. And I was like, poor thing. You know? Seeing... Is the only... (laughs) I mean, what's worse? What's less attractive than seeing a woman's receding hairline? (laughs) (laughs) What is worse than seeing a woman's fucking scalp in the back of her head? Um... Yeah, I'm really trying, man, but, oh, man, it's so hard, it's so hard when, you're fa- when your friends are just fat and disgusting and they eat horribly and they have to shove cookies in their face and I'm easily, like, I'm easily, I don't know how to say it, I guess I'm, I'm not easily led to eat bad food, but, like, if my friends, like, show up to a pizzeria, like, I mean, I love fucking pizza, you know, so I, I like, you know, I gotta fight getting the slice, um I think that's a funny joke, man. I, I got to write that about just showing up to a place where people are eating fatty shit and you feel good about yourself. If you're a comic listener to this, don't steal that shit cuz I'm doing that on stage. <laughs> that's funny. I'm just going to show up to like a shitty like fucking like whatever those like old country buffet type places, Golden Corral, and just eat it, just drink a tea and judge people. All right, let's get into some sports here, guys. I'm going to keep going with this. This is going to be like a tired, ranty podcast. So I hope you guys are in. I'm going to give you guys extra time on this one. And I want to do extra time on this one just because, um, you know, you guys are, you guys, I was late on this. You guys have been so great and supportive. And you guys have been going to iTunes and putting in um, these great comments and, and coming to the show. And, um, pretty soon I'm going to have some advertisements on this, but one thing that I never wanted to do on the Versey effect was, you know, have like a, I mean, listen, of course, I'd love to make money off of this thing. Um, and I'm really not gonna, you know, the only time I would ever ask for donations for this podcast was if it was for like something that would benefit the show for everybody you know, that's what I would do, but I don't even think I want to do that, I don't I don't want to ask for donations or anything like that, and I, I really don't mean that to be disrespectful to anybody else's podcast who asks for donations, but, you know, I chose to do this fucking podcast, not you guys, and I'm not going to ask for anything, so hopefully, if money comes in from this thing, from doing my podcast, it's going to be from advertisers, and hopefully that happens, but I just hate when they're like, uh, yeah, brought to you by fucking Bounty, Bounty fucking, you know... Paper towels are incredible, you know, and, like, go through, like, a whole commercial, you know. It's so ridiculous sometimes. Like, I may have to do that a couple of times, you know, if it gets to the point. But, like, I would read it in a funny way and just try to not... You know, but you guys have been—you um, guys have been amazing, and the show keeps growing. And I got listeners in Scotland, I got listeners in Croatia, I got listeners in the UK, all over the United States now. And um, it, it's—I said it once, like this show is for you guys, and and giving me an opportunity to just sit here and vent and bullshit. I mean, the ridiculous nonsense that I just talked about about food and fat people cutting their portions back, telling them to like. It, you know, it's just fun to, like, sit here and talk shit, and you guys, like, like it and listen to it, and it gives the comedian an opportunity to, to just kind of vent and talk about what's going on in their life in a personal way. So the fact that you guys are sitting listening to this, man, this is, Verzi Effect is for you, you know. Don't think, I don't know, you guys are there uh, on a regular basis. So uh, I love my listeners, man. I, I look at, like, if you come up to me and you go, man, I listen to your podcast all the time, like, I want to sit, talk to you, you know, Get to know you as long as you're not a nut job who's gonna like, be like. I was wondering if like next time you you did your podcast, you could talk about my cousin Eddie in Phoenix. I mean, just just talk about because like he's one of these guys, right? Like Eddie in Phoenix, like he he smokes too much weed, okay, and he does. He's not good with jobs. He's not good with a girl, and like someone needs to get on him. So like I'll even have him listen that time. But if you could just talk to Eddie and he's in Phoenix, like I said, you've been to Phoenix. You've been to, uh, Phoenix is like, you know, it is hot. It's definitely hot and dry. It's hot and dry, but, um, anyway, man, Eddie, dude, he doesn't, I mean, he got fired from Walmart, you know, he just smokes pot, and I was like, you gotta do something, and I was like, I talked, you know, I listened to this comedian's podcast, was wondering if he could talk about him, and stuff like that, and I'll tell him to come to your show if you're ever out in Phoenix. Um, funny thing, though, man, we were like 13 years old, right, dude, and this guy, this guy just, like. You know, he used to be like, he used to fuck with animals, man. Like, we always thought something was wrong with Eddie. But I, you got to talk about him, dude. You got to, you got to talk. Maybe, maybe I'll come out to Phoenix when you're there. And we could go out for some drinks. You know, just me, you, Eddie, and we could talk. And it would be like really hilarious and stuff. Um, you know, let me know if you're out there around Thanksgiving. Because, you know, we'd love to have you. The house isn't big. You know, the house isn't really big. But if you came out, man, it would be, it would be great. Like, if you're that guy, I don't want to fucking talk to you, okay? But if you come up to me and you're like, dude, I listen to your podcast, I fucking love it, I enjoy it, and I I get a kick out of the shit you say, and I've been listening for a long time, that's the dude, like, I'll talk to you, like, about that shit. I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk to Eddie's cousin. I got to get a drink, I'll be back in one second, but you won't know it. And I know people like when I say you won't know it, so you won't know it. That one was for you. Okay, I'm back. Just had to get myself a uh, little glass of iced tea here. Diet iced tea. Which I know, well, he's probably losing weight, but you know, I think diet stuff could cause cancer. I know I worry about that stuff, but diet iced tea, diet snapple's my shit. Diet lemon snapple, fucking epic. Alright, so, we're going to keep going here with the podcast, it's going to be a long one, might be the longest one I ever do, so, Uh, if you're in the car and you're going for a long drive and you want to, you know, listen to me talk shit, then this is a podcast for you, if you already tapped out, I'm sorry, that means you didn't like it, but it's late, I'm actually going to stay up after I do the podcast and make sure I post it so it's up tonight, so. It will be up. If you're up late tonight, you'll get it. If you get it in the morning, Monday you'll have it in the morning. And I'll be back to doing my podcast on Friday night or Saturday again. So, But I've been consistent. i got to admit, I've been more consistent. All you people, I like Versi's podcast. He's just really fucking like, you know, sometimes he misses him. Somebody said I missed a month. And when I heard that, I got really pissed off because I never missed a month. Fuck you. I never missed a month. Yes, there have been, through the two years I've been doing this, there's definitely been some missed weeks. Not many, there's been a handful of missed weeks, fine. But I never missed a month. Have you ever said that? Like, Yeah, I can't listen to it in fucking, you know, May, and then then he doesn't do it until June. Like, I never did that. I never did that one time. Alright, let's talk about sports, everybody. Once again, my New York football giants today were six or six-and-a-half-point dogs on the road going to what everybody said, including myself, one of the best teams in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. We flew out to the West to play the San Francisco 49ers, who have only lost one game this year. And guess what? We gave them the second loss. You want to know why? Because that's what the fuck the New York football Giants do. Have you not seen them in 07? Have you not seen them last year? And they go on the fucking road and they win big games. They did it to the fifteen and one Packers. They done it to. They did it to the Cowboys at home. They've done it to you name it. They've done it. They've went into that hostile environment and they've won the ball game because of Eli Easy E Manning. That's it. All of these. stupid... Stupid fucking dumb sayings about the Giants and, and uh, we have this and that. Listen, say what you want. I know the Eagles beat us. I know the first week we had that big celebration and the Cowboys came in and beat us. But what did the Cowboys do today? I'll tell you what the Cowboys did today. The Cowboys did what the Cowboys do. Tony Romo was stupid smirk, a half smirk on one of his cheeks. With that stupid shrugged shoulder going, well, you know, it hurts when you hurts when you lose. And, uh, you know, we'll get back to work next week. And you know, I'm a fucking, I can't win a game. I, I suck. Fuck out of here. The Cowboys are finished. They stink. Jerry Jones is going to have to clean house. That team, I'm just so sick of that stupid star on their helmet thinking it's good. They lost again today. The Eagles lost again. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the fans. I'm sick of the Cowboys, America's team. You suck. You, you know that you guys suck and you haven't done shit since the 90s. Stop it. Eagles have had the same fucking system, that they, and you think they're going to be good, and they turn it on towards the end, but they never win. You know what it is? I'm tired of teams not winning talking. Don't talk. I can talk about the Giants, okay? I can talk about the Yankees. I can't talk about the Knicks. I can't. What am I going to say? The Knicks haven't won a fucking championship since 1973. They won in 70 and 73, the year my older brother was born. I was born in 78. I have not seen Knicks' success. You want to talk shit about the Knicks? You have every right. They haven't won shit. The only thing I can say about the Knicks is I love Madison Square Garden. I think it's an amazing environment. I love the way the feel of the place, and I just love the way it is. I love when the fans go nuts, even like when the Knicks are winning during a season that they suck in. I love that about it. But I'm not going to sit here and go, no, no, the Knicks, man, the Knicks. Remember in 92, they won that? No, they were a great team in a ni- in, 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 uh, in late 90s but they didn't get it done. The organization is terrible, the owner is fucking terrible, and the Knicks are my pain in sports. I can admit that. That's fine. But if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're an Eagles, first of all, if you're an Eagles fan, you haven't won ever. Ever. I don't give a fuck that you beat us. And you do. You do find ways. The one thing I had to give the Eagles, the Eagles find ways to beat the Giants. Weird shit happens. It, It really is like when the kicker you know, dodge or whatever, kicked the ball to Deshaun Deshaun Jackson in the middle of the field with no time. And the look on Pam Oliver's face, her mouth, her jaw just dropped because the Eagles went in there and just beat him at the very end. And Tom Coughlin went over and just chewed the ass out of that guy who kicked the ball. That happened. You know, I've seen like late shit happen with Eagles. You know, this year we go down, we're ready to kick a field goal to win. The penalty screws us. He misses the first one, but Andy Reid calls a timeout, and then the second one looks like it's going to be straight down the plate, and it comes a a yard short. And the Giants were right there to win that game, but our kicker can't do that. Does happen? I give you that. I give the Eagles that. But as far as overall big picture, you're not winning shit. Tony Romo, yes, he makes some good plays and he's athletic, but he's not great. You want to know why? Because great quarterbacks go deep in the playoffs. You want to know who's great? Eli Manning is great. He's great. He's one of the most underrated and underappreciated quarterbacks in New York sports history. In New York. He's in in all of New York athletes. Okay. So... It was a huge win in San Francisco, and the Giants just always underdogs on the road against a big opponent, and they always win. It's a pleasure to watch that dude play football. Watching Eli Manning get into a groove and throw the football, watching our defense, it's a pleasure, and I'm I'm, I'm thrilled and thankful to be a Giants fan. It's amazing. It makes up for all the shit I get with the Knicks. Okay. Um... But I, I just don't understand. I Listen, I understand, you know, drinking and getting fucked up and going to the game and having fun and even throwing a jersey on. But this idea of painting your face, getting crazy, screaming when you haven't won shit. Like, listen, Steeler fans, they can, you know, they even they've been in it recently. Like, and Cowboy fans, you they were probably able to scream, I would say, until like the mid-2000s. Like, put shit on their head. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not trying to be a dick and say don't have fun. I'm really not. But to act like there's some kind of like, like accomplishment in your team when you really don't do shit year after year but fire coaches and the same fucking result happens, just stop it. Stop it. It would be like me going to... A basketball game on the road to see the Knicks play, let's say, like the Wizards, and I'm just standing there being some rude, obnoxious, screaming fucking Knicks fan, and, like, I haven't won. And all somebody would have to say is, sit down, you haven't won shit in 40 years, and I would be like, alright, game over, you win. But it's true. Now, I gotta talk about this Derek Jeter getting fucking basically carried off the field. That was... One of the worst things I've seen. That guy is so good that I think I think Jim Leland, the the manager of the Tigers, literally like almost cried talking about it. And he's like, I'll talk about that later because we're in a series now. But like how I feel about him, and you could tell. And seeing Derek Jeter, and Derek Jeter for me was always one of these guys that like I couldn't really get into because just every chick in the stadium had his jersey on, screaming Derek, marry me. He just reminded me of like a boy band member of a you know, of, of baseball for the Yankees. And then you just watched him, just night in, night out, just amazing. Three thousand hits, like the guy is clutch. He's made some of the best plays, and you just learned and grew to just appreciate and love the fact that you have one of the be- best baseball players to ever live. And that's real, guys. Make no mistake about it. Derek G is one of the best baseball players to ever live, man. 3,000 hits, like he tied Willie Mays for shit, like he tied Lou Gehrig for most seasons with 200 hits. I mean, the guy is a f- is a five rings. Um, I mean, the guy is a first ballot, no questions asked, Hall of Famer, on and off the field, just smart as could be, and um, just ridiculous. And being in New York and stuff, and the cool thing is being in the business is, is cool because you you get to hear things and know things about him off the field that even, you know, other people don't. And that guy is cool as shit, man. So, I just think that when you have a guy like that, and you kind of, it's not that you take him for granted, but you just always expect him to be there. You always expect him to be, you know, healthy. You know that he's getting older, but you're like, yeah, he's getting older, but he'll still be there. And, you know, and then to see... To kind of see him limping and getting older and then to, like, break his ankle and be carried off, it actually, like, it hit me. Like, I was just, like, it was just a really shitty sh- shitty feeling. I was like, oh, my God, man, Derek Jeter is just getting c- carried off. Like, this is horrible. This sucks, you know? It was really kind of a shitty feeling that to, to, to have, to see the captain of the Yankees, the guy that's been there, your leader and stuff, and then they come and lose today. So that really sucked. So, uh, you know, I always talk shit. Everybody knows I love Robinson Cano. And, um, you know, but Derek Jeter is probably, you know, top three to five greatest Yankees of all time and, and one of the best baseball players you're ever going to see. So that really sucked to see. So I, I hope that his ankle heals and I hope that he comes back next spring and he has another, you know, a couple more great seasons with us before he hangs him up. But that that really sucked and not having Mariano and stuff, and we're down 0-2 to the Tigers, whatever. I Listen, I can't act like I give a shit about baseball because I've talked about it on the podcast all the time. Um, if the Yankees even went and won the World Series, I'm not going to act like one of the fans that was there with them the whole time this year because I was just super busy and not into baseball this year. I mean, of course, I'd root for them. I'd be happy. I'm a Yankee fan, but it wasn't something that I was really, you know, Every night, like, putting it on. Because I used to be like, oh, at night, you know, we'll cook or we'll do something and we'll have the Yankee game on. But now I'm just like, whatever. I, I'm, I, I'm not really that much into baseball. Then you get into October baseball. But seeing that dude go down and everything, and now that we're, you know, down and out, it kind of sucks. Um, but, you know, there's really... Really, uh, you know, nothing nothing. the Yanks could do but go out there with the guys they got. I mean, look, you got enough talent. You got Mark DeSherry, you got A-Rod, who does nothing. But maybe since Jeter's gone, he could step up, Cano, all these different guys. You got, you'll still have Sabathia. So maybe you could do something, but who knows? Not looking good. And I wasn't even thinking about Knicks basketball or getting that excited yet. And I was going through the channels, and a Madison Square Garden channel came on. And I watched a live practice. It was one of the coolest things ever. They literally had cameras. In the Knicks practice, in the gym, just what they're talking about, watching the coach talk to them, like a, it was just a taped practice that was real, and just listening to them and watching them work out, and I really got excited. I cannot wait till next month, and I'm really gonna go to a Knicks game this year. Um, that's something that if you haven't, if you come to New York, man, and it's like basketball season, one thing you got to do is go to Madison Square Garden. Like, I think you'll get a full New York experience if you come to New York around Christmas time. They got all the lights up, the trees lit up at Rockefeller, and you can come here and you could eat a great dinner, stay in a hotel like near like Midtown, go to a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden, and then see all the Christmas shit and go shopping. Ah, uh, does it get better? And I know there's some New York hater listening to this Trying to fucking act like wherever they live would be better. Well, no, I mean, there's some nice shopping in Orlando. Fuck out of here, dude. Okay, we're an hour in. And what else are we going to talk about? Let's see. Oh. Alright, yeah. I've been doing a bit about this. I've been talking about this. I think I might have mentioned it on the show before. But I just can't stand living in a condo anymore. I just fucking can't stand it. Alright, we have our house on the market ready to sell our house and these fucking sneaky these fucking sneaky like neighbors find out that you have your house on the market and they like like shady call up the real estate broker and they act like they're interested like this one lady was like yeah you know fucking sneaky evil bitch she's like uh yeah, I think my sister might be interested. Like, what are you guys selling it for? And she just wanted to know what we were selling it for. And the real estate agent made a mistake and said we were selling it for like twenty dollars or $25,000 less than we're selling it. And the lady, like, had a fit and, like, hung up and, like, got mad. You fucking imagine that? It's ridiculous. These people, man. They don't. Ma- oh, how's it selling? Is people looking? Or people. What's on the market for? What's on the market for? I just want to be like, hey, you want to know what? It's on the market for it's none of your fucking business, asshole. Turn around and don't look at me. And don't fucking ask me a question again before I hit you with my goddamn car. You fucking nosy piece of shit. No, I'm serious, man. It, 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 it's It's so fucking ridiculous. Mind your fucking business, okay? It's my fucking house. I bought it. Okay, it's my mortgage. It's my fucking house. It's my car that I have to park all over sometimes. One of the cars we have a fucking garage, the other car you got to park on the fucking street. Okay, it's, it's our fucking business. Have you done work? Have you done work in the house? Um how are people looking? Are, are are people coming? How many how many people have How's the showings going? I want to show my fucking knuckle into your eye socket. I feel like just scaring the fuck out of everybody just to fucking be defiant. Like, yeah, you know what? They're gonna knock the price down two hundred grand. <laughs> you know what? Things are going really well in mine and my wife's career, and we, we just want to do something really charitable. So I think we're gonna put the house in the market for like I don't know. We're thinking like anywhere from like twelve to fifteen grand. <laughs> we just want to do something. Just fucking just knock everyone's property value down. Just to be a dick because it, when I found out that this woman called up and like tried to like disguise what she was really doing and she was trying to find out, I got sick to my stomach. These people are petty, nosy, nothing going in their lives, pieces of shit. Well, Paul, we didn't see you at the meeting. You know, did you and your wife, you, you never come to the town hall for the meeting, for the board meeting? How come? Because I hate you. I don't even know you. I didn't move here for this. You want to know why I moved here? I moved in here to have a roof over my head when I fucking sleep. I moved here so my family would be warm and not fucking wet when it rains. That's why we moved here. I moved here to have a place to to stay. I moved here to have a home. I didn't move here to listen to your bullshit. I didn't move here. Well, who are you voting for on the board? Are you voting for this one on the board? Do you like how we're doing the garbage? One of the fences coming in. How, how's the parking situation? Well, I don't give a. f- I don't care about that. You understand that? You understand that? I don't care if you got hit by a car right now. I don't give a shit if you- Listen, I don't want you to die, but if you got hit by a car, I'd be like, man, I hope that person doesn't die, but fuck you, man. I don't care. Stop it. Stop with this shit. I'm telling you right now, everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, man, you got to be really careful if you move it. Now, granted, I love my condo. I love my condo. And we've done so much work to the condo in the past two years that my condo is brand new. It's really, really nice. The bedrooms are huge. Like, you know, the floors are great. Like, everything. We have a really nice setup here. I'm not going to act like we don't. And we're in an end unit where we don't have to see our neighbors. We're very private and off to the side. We are. However... When you leave and you go to the car you know, some of these people don't even have the common courtesy to like not talk to you When you, I, I got two babies man I'm holding groceries and shit and these people are talking to me like I have a, a baby in my hand I have another baby in my hand I got groceries in my hand with the babies and I'm trying to walk down to my fucking home and these people want to talk like like, what part of, like, the struggle in my face of pain because my muscles are trembling because I'm fucking, because the shit that I'm holding is heavy, what part of that are you not getting? Do you not see my biceps, like, fucking flickering up and down because I, I fucking can't hack it? This <laughs> is I, it's, it's amazing to me. It's, it's fucking amazing to me. You know, I, would you walk up to somebody right after in a car accident? Just like the whole fucking front end is thing, they got like blood spewing out of their forehead, they're kind of dazed and you're just like, hey man, what's going on, dude? You are right? What happened to your car, dude? You, you alright? Like, just talk it's like, no, you can fucking get help. It's the same thing, I'm coming home, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I so don't give a shit about these people that if I found out there was some maniac running around here with a bat, running into people's homes, just clubbing the shit out of people's faces with a bat, that would maybe make me talk to a neighbor and be like, "Dude, man, you got you locked your doors, right? Cuz there's a dude running around here with a fucking bat and he's hitting people in the head with it, so I think we should all like watch our doors." Like that's that's that would be a conversation I would have with people. I would I, th- I would engage in that. Other than that, dude, I don't want to fucking, I don't care. I, I, I simply don't care. And I find it ridiculously petty and silly to go to a town hall meeting with everybody on the board members of the condo and watch people fight about and, and, and what they're upset about and what they can afford. It's just so silly, man. It's silly. It's the same people that sit in front of MSN and Fox News and CNN listening to the shit that they want to hear and they just let the fuel burn and add fuel to the fire of what their argument is and they hate the other people. It's the same thing. It's the same type of person. You know who I want to talk to? I want to talk to the people who just go, hey man, how you doing? Things good? Great, man. Best of luck. Hope everything's good with you and your family. Great. This whole election thing, I want to talk to somebody who's like, oh, this is such bullshit. It's going to be the same shit the next four years, and then some other asshole's going to come in. I want to talk to that person. I I can't talk to the person who's like, I know, right? I know. And then this guy's going to come in the office, and this guy's going to fuck everything up, and it's just going to be ridiculous. The country needs to get back to, you know? it, it it's, it's just so silly to me, man, those people, because they really don't know shit. Um, I, I just, that's just how I feel, man. I'm really not trying to be rude, but, like, I just can't, I can't do it. I want to get a house in the woods, okay? I want to get a house in the fucking woods with a two-car garage, you know? I want to get a security system or a gun and just be like, look, man, I'm here. My family's safe and secure, and we, we got we got the parking we need. We're We're separate from everybody. I don't need to see anybody. Okay, when I want to see people, I'll see them. That's the thing. That's that's basically in a nutshell. What living in a condo or a co-op is is it forces you to see people even when you don't want to. And you know something that there's a that 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 costs you. That's not cool. That that's something that you're compromising. Now listen, I'm friendly. I don't want to come across as I'm some not nice guy who doesn't want to talk to anybody. I I do. You know, I, I definitely will say, hey, how you doing? Oh, did you see that game? Yeah, that game was crazy. Or, oh, how you doing? What's going on? You know, something like that. Or if there is a big important issue here, let, you know, I'll talk about it. But this whole fucking petty, like, what are you selling the house for? Have, is it showing good? This and that, like, just for their own, like, little nosy, like, I, I can't stand that shit. I really can't stand that shit. Those are the same people who look out the window and go, what are they doing over there? Oh my god. Like they're just peeping out like some fucking freak. Alright. What else are we going to get into here? We've talked about a lot of stuff. Being tired. Watching fat people eat in disgust. Sports. Um, Hating living in a condo. I guess we could talk about some upcoming things. Um, I think my new website will be live tomorrow. I think so. I think so. New dates. I got some new dates. I'm going to be headlining uh, Levity Live November 14th. Check that out. I'm going to be down in New Orleans at Harris, uh, opening for Bill Burr for the last time of the year. Um, only get to open for my buddy a few times a year, a handful of times. We do some shows, go to games. Last one we're going to go. We're going to do in New Orleans and uh, end the year right. And then I am headlining myself, uh, like I said, November 14th. So if you're in the Westchester area, if you're in the Rockland County area, Dutchess County, you know, New York, you want to go out, it's a Wednesday night. It's November 14th. Um, it's going to be a great time, man. Last time I was there, I had a blast. A lot of people came out, supported me. I had a lot more people there than I thought that I would. And I'm hoping to have this one even bigger. Last time, there was well over 100 people there during a the week. And it was great. Uh, this time, I, I, I want to approach a 200. If 200 people come out, man, that'll be epic. So uh, please come out. I'm doing a bunch of new stuff. You're going to hear me rant and talk. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to have some great comedians there with me. So please come out to that show, November 14th, Levity Live. Um, I will make it worth your while. Uh, and uh, I'm working real hard to become a better comedian. I'm working real hard to, to really, really turn a corner here and, um, become great, and, um, I can only do it if you guys come out and show up, because it's you guys, like I said, man, it's you guys, I now know when artists say it's, you know, it's all because of you guys, it's all because of the fans, it definitely is, it definitely is, all you guys listening to this shit, listening to me ran all, everything, so please come out to the show, I'll make it worth your while, uh, November, November 14th, 8 o'clock, Wednesday night, Levity Live. Uh, great club, great food, great people. It's been a minute since I've been there, so it's going to be the shit. Um, and I have some other dates to plug. But let me see. Let me see what I got. Because I know some things have changed. Some dates have changed. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll run off some of these dates here. And you guys tell me. Well, not that you could tell me now, but you guys uh, can come out and uh, and enjoy the comedy stylings of me. I never knew what that meant. The comedy stylings. Why do they say that, ladies and gentlemen? The comedy stylings of. I don't know what the fuck that means. Come on, man, open up. I think if I come across... Did I come across too mean on this episode or just too, like, tired? I had to give it to you guys, though, man. I had to. I'm still going. I'd like to talk about something else, but I don't want to give away all the goods. Man, shit, this episode's been... There's a couple of rants there I thought were pretty good. Um, you know the worst is when somebody calls you up and they're like... Hey, dude, I got this gig for you, man. I think you'd love it. Um, money's not great. As soon as you hear that, you're like, yeah, I, um, nah. I don't think so. Boy, you want to run down and do this show? It's like fucking, you know, we'd like you to do two hours. Give you like 25 bucks and dinner. All right, here we go. We got some. I got the dates. I got the new dates here. Okay, let's see. So you got the November 14th They Come out to that one. I'm going to be plugging that one. Okay, um, okay, yeah, so I guess, what are we, at the third, what are we, at the 14th? Um, trying to think of some dates to plug. Guys, gotta come out to, uh, the stand, New York City. Um, I'll be at the stand, the next time's I'm gonna be at the stand, uh, this month, I'm gonna be at the stand October 24th, October 25th, October 27th, and I'll be at Stand Up New York the 29th. So I'm gonna be local in New York City for a while, um. On 24, 25, and 27 at The Stand, which is 20th and 3rd. And on the 29th, I'm going to be at Stand Up New York. Okay, I, um, I'm i working on something that I can't really get into now before then. But uh, you guys should know soon enough. But if you uh, are in the area, come down there. You have to get the steak sandwich at The Stand. It's the best steak sandwich you're ever going to fucking eat in your life. I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. In the 33 years of me being alive, it is the greatest steak sandwich ever. And I'm not talking like a Philly cheesesteak. I'm talking this is a steak sandwich. They have a block of meat that they... I, I've talked about it before. There's like gorgonzola on it. There's like onions. They got some sauce on it. And it's like the best quality steak with this bread that's amazing. It's absolutely insane. So you have to get that. So that's uh that's what's going on. And... Um, I'm going to be doing a taping for something that can potentially be on television. And I'm going to be doing that with Adrian Appellucci at The Stand on Sunday, October 21st. So, I should have said that. October 21st, come to The Stand, 24th, 25th, um, come out there. I'm going to keep plugging those dates, but I'm going to be local in New York City working on some stuff. So, if you're in the area, come out there come up, say hello, Uh, let me know if you listen to the podcast, if you don't listen to the podcast, you're an asshole, just kidding, but seriously, listen to the podcast, all right, and um, that should be pretty much it, well, how much time did we get here, we got, I think we got, how many hours we got in this, we got an hour and... Come on, Paul, don't fade on him now. Don't fade on him now. All right, we have an hour and, what is it, 16, wow, an hour and 16 minutes we've done. All right, well, I guess that's going to be it for the podcast. I almost did two and one here, and I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know what the hell is going on. This thing looks like it's trying to catch up. I hope everything worked out. All right, everybody. You guys are the shit. Leave the comments, okay? I got to get back to sleep. I'm going to put this thing up right now. I got to get back to sleep. Versi Effect, episode 81. Get it, bitch. I'm out of here. Get the plugs. The 14th at Levity Live. Come out. Talk to you all soon. Episode 82. Um, Be well, everybody. I'll talk to you all soon. Later.